Hi, you are listening to the Inspired Mind Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Michelle Shaw. Be ready to be inspired. Stay kind, hit your goals, regroup, find self-love, make more moments for small joys, and meet my red Doberman fortune from the Sunshine Club. Hope you enjoy this podcast and download it. Thanks for tuning in. Be kind and have an inspired mind. Hi, this is the Inspired Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Scholl. I am so grateful to be here with you. I haven't done a podcast in a while and just wanted to check in with you, dearest listener, and send you well wishes, love, hope you are carving out those sweet moments of peace, inner happiness right where you are. And that is what this podcast is about. Oh, Fortune, he's with me right here. That That's my red Doberman. He sees sees somebody out there. Uh, uh, Bobby, settle. Anyway, I'm going to try to keep going forward here. Come on, Fortune, sit up here. And I've got Phoebe, and we're just looking outside our window. He loves to look outside our, our um, sliding glass door, watch the world. He sees a little, ooh, sees a little friend out there. I see what he sees. Uh, uh, Okay, okay, we'll we'll be right back. So we're back. Um, Bobby's settling down. He sees a friend. Oh, you get up here right now. Lay it down. Bought fortune. Come on, boy. So, um... Here we are. We are checking in with you for Thanksgiving week, sending lots of love and giving you a lot of joy, hope where you are with your loved ones and wanted to check in with you about the narrative of your story. And if you even know what that is, I'm sure you do, but I wanted to share a personal story with you regarding the narrative of my own story. So first of all, Narrative of the story, think of a book. There's always like a theme going on of characters and a story being told. It can be done through the characters or it can be done through a, a plot structure or circumstances that is revealing the narrative of the story for that book or a revealing the narrative of the story for that character inside that book. So Think about that narrative of your story and it's extremely important because are you letting life just happen to you through a series of circumstances and they're just kind of coming at you and then you're reacting and then this is where your life is going, you know, and then one day you wake up and you go, wait, that wasn't at all what I intended for my life to look like, you know, and so what I want to share with you is the power of the narrative in your story, why it's important and why you need to check in with it every so often. I'm doing that right now in my life and it's very powerful because I'm at a point in my life, you know, where I'm looking at the next chapter, those next, next few years ahead, next however many, what do I want it to look like? How do I want to shape my life? Instead of just letting circumstances come at me, I'm reacting and they're happening I'm taking inventory right now of 
the narrative of my own story. So, oh, boobims. Okay, honey, lay it down. He sees a, a little white doggy out there. And, okay, we're just going to open this screen door and he'll get all settled down. Hold on a second. Come on, buddy, go out there. There. Okay, good boy. He's outside. We're out on the patio. We're hearing all these crows. He's standing up on his back legs. He sees a little friend. Okay, good boy. Good job, Fortune. Such a good watchdog. I got the best, best puppy whoppy. Anyway, I'm just going to shut this now. It's my sliding glass door. <laughs> and we are back to the podcast. So that narrative of her story, right now the narrative of my story is I have a dog. This not allowing me to do a podcast, but anyway, come on, Bobby, come on up here. So we are checking in with that narrative of our story, just exactly what I said I was doing in my life right now. Why it's important is because we have the power to change it and we have the power to create exactly what we want to happen in our life without just letting those series of events or circumstances mold us into something we may not want to become. And okay, I'll be right back. Okay, we are back. Got fortune settled. He saw his friends. Phoebe's all nice and quiet. Back to the power of the narrative of her story and why it's important to take charge of it, not let allow outside circumstances to create the world we're living and instead work against them, become what we want to be, be regardless of what's thrown at us, okay? And trust me, as we all know, a lot of circumstances have been thrusted in our faces that we cannot always control, right? So that's what I'm talking about, this narrative of your story. So think right now where you are, you're inside, and like take that perspective and place it outside of your view from someone else's, someone else looking at your life. And that is your narrative of your story. And if it's not exactly the way you want it to go, good news. Good news, dearest listener. You have the power to take action in baby step forms and to change your life. It may not be overnight, but it will happen if you stay the course and you create daily habits that help mitigate those circumstances that might be throwing you off course. How do I know this works? Well, trust me from someone that's gone through a lot of change. These habitual moments create a better foundation for life for us to stand on. So we feel stronger, more confident and able to face the world. So I want to share with you a narrative of um, my story, how I changed it and um, what that looked like and, and, and how I was able to do it. And it actually goes back to my, my, um, my twenties. I was 25. Okay. Had a midlife crisis at the age of 25. Can you believe that? I was kind of shocked by it. I, I still feel like it was a midlife crisis because even though I was 25, cause I woke up on my, my 25th birthday, I was living in Los Angeles, actually studio city. Um, and I'd been in LA, I think at that point about five years, I lived there for about 10 years and in, in the nineties. And I, was living in this beautiful little guest house cabin and I I thought what am I doing here I swear that was the first thing I thought I thought what 
am I doing here? <laughs> like, how did I get here? You know, this was not what I planned on as a child. You know, I never had any dreams of becoming an actress or a model, believe it or not. They just sort of snowballed into my life in my teen years um, by taking, you know, a few, uh, I guess I, I, I joined, like I did a pageant. I, I was part of some little modeling school and uh, my, then I got this agent and they just started, I started booking work. It just, I guess it just worked for me. And I, I moved to Kansas city right out of high school and worked for Jones store. Um, uh, Hallmark did all this Hallmark, uh, work for Hallmark greeting cards. And at that time it was Braniff airlines. I know that that's really a long time ago because they are nowhere around, but anyway, long story short, basically I had all of this opportunity and went with it. I did go to college for a little bit when I was uh, right out of high school, uh, but my modeling agents kept like shipping me to different cities. I was in San Francisco and, and I, I ended up in Los Angeles. I almost moved to New York. Um, but long story short, when I was in Los Angeles, my elite agents like, oh, hey, you've got a great face for film. Let's throw you out in commercials. So I started doing commercials, booked some movie, you know, had a lead in a film and, and started doing guest, ro- guest starring roles. And that was all wonderful and lots of fun. Trust me. However, it's nothing I ever planned on doing with my life as a child. None of my dreams ever fit that. So imagine waking up 25 years old, living in a guest house all by yourself and you're in LA and you grew up on a farm in Missouri, in the Ozarks with all these beautiful trees. And luckily where I was living kind of looked like that because it was like this guest house with all these trees around and stuff in Studio City. But, and I just felt so empty and I'm like, this is not the way I wanted my life to go. And, um, I got a a personal private coach. Her name was Michiko Jane Rolick. Started working with her on breathing and just kind of centering myself and figuring out what it was I wanted to do with my life. And you know, lo and behold, out of the crevices of my heart, my soul came a dream I had forgotten. You know, when I was a kid, I, I wrote a lot and I read tons of books and I, I'd never stopped reading since I had had left Missouri. I always read lots of books and um, I said to Michiko, I've always wanted to be a writer. And you know that like, if you ever know anything about writers, like if you, if you've come up and you figure out you want to be a writer, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, what am I going to be able to do this? <laughs> you know, like, no. And so once the truth was revealed, you know, I had to move forward with that. So I took baby steps kind of a way I was still acting, still modeling. And I was in all these theater classes. I always loved LA, loved actors. I loved all the musicians. It was so much fun. Just the most creative souls on the planet. And, um, I actually worked part-time at this hotel, um, once in a while at Sunset Marquee and just got to meet all sorts of rad, crazy people anyway. But what, what was great about this moment in my life, this narrative of the story where I found myself in the wrong place based on a set of circumstances that kept snowballing, you know, I found out, wait a second, that's not exactly the way I saw my life going, you know, and I also found out, you know, I've always wanted to have a family, wanted to have a baby. Um, that's what I really wanted. And so met with Michiko, 
She is just wonderful. So think of her like she was a life coach, someone I would meet with and we would sit and breathe together. She gave me all these breathing exercises and just did wonders for my soul. And then she would give me these little worksheets and I would work on them and write down my dreams. And it all sounds so corny, right? But these little actions set in motion a whole new direction in my life. So check in with where you are on your narrative of your story because at any point we have the power to change it so after working with Michiko um the first kind of like nod of like oh you know sometimes you got to look for those like god winks it was a book I don't know if you read it but a god wink is when there's a synchronicity in life on our path that shows us we're on the right path and I I can't remember the name of the author but I just loved loved his book and it's all about you know how people always say why can't someone just show me if I'm on the right path that is what that book was about so like we get these little winks these little god winks synchronicities oh yes it's like a nod you know like you're getting kind of like that baton from if you want to think of Game of Thrones (laughs) you're getting the little baton on your on your shoulder that you are on the right path keep going so out of the blue in my mind um I wrote a, a, a play okay um I wrote a three acts play first I wrote a one acts play and produced it in, and, and did this whole little thing at uh, a theater where I, I did, I, um, it's like a monologue and my agent came and it's like one of those grand moments of my acting years where he's like, you are so talented. I want you to finish this play and let's submit it to the HBO workspace. I'm like, oh, okay. And um, it gave me hope, you know, like that was like a good nod. And so I went forth from there, finished the play and lo and behold, ended up getting it accepted at this little, uh, HP Workspace was a studio off of Melrose in Los Angeles where um, actors or whoever, whomever wanted to showcase the work, if they picked up their work, they let you use their space for free. And it was quite a coup because I just was over the moon. And, you know, it was kind of a, it was kind of a sweet three act play. It was all actually based on George Strait. Okay, George Strait. And um, I was just remembering this memory last night. Now, not really based on George Strait, but when I lived in Los Angeles, I was kind of into country music a lot. I loved country music back then, especially George Strait, my hero. And uh, I created this play based on this character that was looking for, you know, she moved to LA and she kept this picture of George Strait in her bra. Okay. And it was like her friend and she'd take the picture out and she'd talk to it and everybody tell her like, what are you doing? You're talking to a picture. And it was just, it was kind of a cute little comedy and people liked it. And I, I got it produced for that day, did this like two, two days of showcasing it. And, um, and you wouldn't even believe it. This is totally true. Just George Strait was actually in Los Angeles and the hotel where I was working, his manager was there. My girlfriend's like, oh my God, my girlfriend wrote a play about George Strait. And the manager's like, oh, give me the play. I'll give it to George. So would you believe it? I have a headshot from George Strait saying, dear Michelle, even spell my name right. I love your play. So miracles happen, people. So this was kind of like the first nod, like, oh, hey, keep going with the writing. And so... That's when I started changing the narrative of my story away from acting and modeling. And eventually I ended up getting married and ended up coming down to San Diego uh, with my my son's dad. 
And that's how I ended up in San Diego and became a mom. And and at that point I had uh, taken other measures, you know, so if you don't like the way your story is going, you have to take action and create that new path. So you can't just like, oh, I'm going to change my life. You know, it's, it's like, oh, I'm going to think positive, you know, thinking positive, that power of positive thinking. If, if anybody ever makes fun of that book, they've never read it. It's not just think positive. It's, there's a lot of things going on and what Norman Vincent Peale was talking about, but you have to take, you have to visualize, actualize, and, you know, and make it happen by taking action, baby steps, small baby steps. So after the play, I realized, hey, I need some training as a writer, right? You know, so I took some extension courses. Wow, boy, did you see that crow? Oh my gosh, this crow just swooped right in. Fortune's so excited. I'm watching it outside her window. And um, back to UCLA extension writer courses at nighttime. So imagine me at the point time was pregnant, traipsing around in the dark, Los Angeles, looking up at the stars, holding all these books, hoping to God I could write, you know, like, oh, please let me be a decent writer, God, you know, <laughs> and I would go to these, um, workshops and, and, and these literary teachers, my gosh, they were brutal, but boy, they, they taught me how to write. And I wrote a book, um, 1998 or 99 was my first book I wrote. And I never, never, never got that one published. I, I, I heard Nicholas Sparks say once, some books don't deserve to see the light of day. Like he has a book he wrote, one of his first books, he never published it. Like it was kind of like my my first book of learning how to become a writer and it was a fiction book. And of course, based on some girl from Missouri and she's got some uncle in Montana, <laughs> but it was a sweet story, but it just, it just really never felt like it was, it had the right, you know, depth that the book should have that. And, and you know, you have to be honest with yourself when you're writing. So there we go. Got that going, moved to San Diego and the narrative of my story was slowly changing and I kept taking steps and eventually did other things, working for newspapers, writing for newspapers, magazines, kept that narrative going by taking action. So there you have it. You know, I didn't mean to get off it. What I want to show you is imagine that 25 year old who woke up, I could have stayed there, right? If I hadn't checked in with the narrative of my story when I was 25, I would be living a totally different life right now. And I can tell you right now, probably not as happy as I am now because I'm living a more thoughtful, active, help, you know, it's love sinking life for myself, but also for my dreams. And it, it, it keeps going on and on and it keeps kind of evolving, you know, and I tend to take on little projects and I, I hope that you check in with yourself, dearest listener, because sometimes the world or society want to show us that, oh, we are a victim, you know, and they want us to feel like we are victims of greater things in life, which of course can all be true. However, we are an individual. Okay. You have the power to take measures right now to carve out exactly the narrative of your story that you would like to live. It just takes a little courage and it takes a little soul. 
you know, to get that going. Doesn't have to be an overnight process, but if you just chip away at your dreams, I promise you on some level, you will reach them. You might need to uh, find some little extra uh, credentials to help you get there on your way to help you create this dream of yours. You know, you may have to be a little bit lonely sometimes, you know, maybe the narrative of your story right now is you're hanging out with the wrong group of individuals that are not sending love to your soul. They're kind of negative and, um, you need to just weed those people out of your life. And, um, I've had all sorts of friends in my life and I don't want to ever put any of my friends from my past down. I loved them all. However, at certain times, all individuals kind of grow away from each other and we have to recognize if a friendship has run its course. So, and if we've grown out of a circumstance or a group of friends, that's okay. You know, it's okay to be a little lonely to create your own life the way you want to live it. So do not buy into that thread of You're a victim. You can't do this. There's too many bad things going on in the world and you'll never be able to carve out your life. You know, and if you want to have that as your narrative, it will become your story. So, and that's kind of like where I'm right now on my life, in my life, a lot of change going on. We're about to move again, but it's a great move. So that's all wonderful. And uh, it's just like the narrative of my story where I want it to go. And, um, I love, teaching yoga and all these wonderful things have been happening as a yoga teacher. But in the last year, it's interesting. It's kind of like I've gone full circle. Now it's kind of like yoga's become like my vocation. And um, back to writing a, a book again. And and it's, it's interesting. Like I've written a few books. It's weird. Like writing nonfiction and writing fiction are two different. It's a totally different process. So I'm writing my first fiction book in a year. So last time I wrote a fiction book, I think was 20, I think 2011. And uh, never, for some reason, never send out my fiction books. anymore. I just kind of, they're sitting in the drawers. That's okay. But you know, you gotta, you gotta listen to your soul. I'm, and and uh, I love writing. And so this narrative of my new story is having the courage to finish this manuscript. And I'm almost there. I've got about 15,000 more words to go. And then I've got to rewrite this one, but it's a lot of fun. It's kind of, um, based on, I don't want to get into what the book's based on, but it's, let's just say it's nothing I would have ever written in my lifetime, but, but inspired through certain events that triggered this book. And it's just been a lot of fun. It's kind of humorous and uh uh-oh, uh-oh, here comes puppy. Okay. (laughs) Well, I'm going to try to wrap this up because my dog's got to go to the park, but that's all. I'm just from my heart to yours. What is the narrative of your story? Okay, boy. Okay. You got the power to change it. Take those baby steps. Work your way back to you and find out what it is your soul wants. And don't listen to those naysayers. Get it. I'm sorry, Fortune. This is, this is, sorry, sorry. <laughs> we're, we're wrapping this up, bubs. And don't, you've got to just stay the course, number one. Stay the course. That's my sliding glass story. And you have to believe in yourself. That's number one. And get rid of the friends that tell you your, you know, your dreams are ridiculous. You know, and that's, I should have said that at the very beginning. I had one friend who used to be like that. Well, guess what? No longer in there. But 
this is going on and on. I don't even know if this is a good podcast today, but we're speaking with Fortune and we are just live rolling it from my bedroom and talking about the narrative of her story. And I just see a lot of uh, people, it seems like in the world right now, not taking action for themselves and instead letting circumstances become the narrative of their story. And you are an individual. You have the power to shape your own life. Find that inner dream and make it happen anytime. You can be 20, you can be 30, 50, 60, 80. I mean, I've read about a woman who became a marathon runner in her 70s, okay? And ran marathons to help money, helps raise money for a friend of hers that was in a nursing home, you know, like, so there are no excuses. Um, and that's exactly what the narrative of our story is about taking charge, making it become our own and living the dream we want to, and just stop making those excuses. We have to stop making excuses and be bold. Um, my dog's name is fortune and his, there's a famous saying fortune favors the bold. So if you're going to try something, do it. If you fail, so what? You just keep going. Maybe the next thing will succeed. You know, I've tried lots of different avenues with my writing and my nonfiction has been what's worked best for me. I was a columnist in a newspaper for five years. So I think it was because of all of that work I did at the newspapers that helped me become a nonfiction writer and uh, still love writing the fiction, excited to finish up this manuscript. And I'm just going to, hey, I'm either going to get that book out there this time, maybe have the courage to finally move forward with a fiction book and, and fail big, or at least put it out there. You know, if we never put our things out there, nothing happens. So have the courage to change the narrative of your story, be in control of your life and and not make any excuses. So we're wrapping this up. Wow. 20 minutes and I'm about to go teach some yoga. So I have to go walk my dogs and excited because made a new friend last week came to my writer's group uh this writer's little retreat and trust me i struggled with that little writer's yoga thing because i felt you know oh my gosh is it not going to be successful you know you get all these little thoughts in your mind and i just said if one or two people if i've learned anything from teaching yoga is that one to 20 people it doesn't matter go forward with your action and help be a person who brings something and then them being there with you, they give it to you too. It's such a wonderful exchange. And so gosh, last Saturday was probably one of the best days of my life in like five years. Why? Because I got to have a lot of soul love for my writing and experience with other people sharing their love of writing and what a gift. And so anyway, one of the cows that came we're going on a hike. So made a friend, took a leap, got a friend out of it. You never know. So that's it from my heart to yours. Have the power to change your own narrative. Don't be a victim. Make your life what you want to be. If you've had a lot of circumstances hit you recently, that's bulldozed you down that you cannot control. That is okay. You can still Make the life you want to live. You might just have to work for it though. That's the only thing. You better like, you know, you're going to have to pull yourself up from your bootstraps and be a strong individual that believes in themselves and knows where they're going and, 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 and sends kind words to their cells, their souls. So 
That's it. Fortune, are you going to say goodbye after all that barking? Aw, I love you, boy. What would I do without my doggies? They are the best. That's it. I hope you are checking in with that narrative of your story. Happy Thanksgiving week to you. What fun being here with you in spirit. And um, that's it from my heart to yours. Stay kind and have an inspired mind. I'm out. This is Michelle Scholl, your host from the Inspired Mind Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that last podcast. Please connect with me on social media. I'd love to hear from you there. Michelle underscore Scholl, S-H-U-L-L, at um, Instagram and on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm not on there quite as much, but I do have a page there. And also find mangojane.co. I have a, a page there, news, where I update, share moments, uh, kind of like a column, different things going on with the, the books that I'm publishing through Mango Jane, the public domain books, and some of my own writing. Hey, take care, stay inspired, and, and don't give up hope on your future. Yes, there will be hard times. Get through them by creating those little moments of joy, just like the Sunshine Club. I'm here for you, and I'm grateful for you. Thanks for listening. Thank you.